0: Psycho Steve presents (laughs)
1: girls, this is Psycho Steve, and you're listening to Hair Today Gone Tomorrow. Today is a very special day because I have a very special lady, extremely talented, has been playing music for quite some time now, and I got the chance to sit down with her and talk to her about her new album that just came out about a couple weeks ago. And we know her as Sister Mary, but we're not going to bring up the past. We're talking about the future. So we are going to be talking to Miss Pamela Moore. Good evening, good day. Hey. Good morning, Miss Moore. How are you?
2: I'm doing good. How are you?
1: I am very good for my age. Thank you for coming on my show. I very it's much appreciate it.
2: You.
1: So we want to talk about the new album. We're just going to cut right to it. The song, These Scars... Did you do most of the writing on this album?
2: Um. So, uh, the album is called Behind the Veil. Right. And the song that you're talking about, "These Cars," was written. Uh, I I co-write with a lot of different people. I, I wrote one song totally on the album called "Just Free." Um, these cars. Um, I work with a, a gentleman. I've been working with him for a while now. Writing with him for a while now. His name is Michael Tosh, and he's from Chicago area. Cool. And uh, he played with me on my own kind of version of a Pamela Moore band back back then when I was still touring with uh, Queenswright. and um, we kind of connected. And I wanted to try to write with them, and we did, and it worked out great. And so we had a. Uh, album that came out in 2013 called Resurrect Me, and then, uh, again, this new one where uh, he, he he and I wrote together on six songs on the album, and "These Scars is one of them.
1: Wow. Awesome. So, yeah. besides him, do you have any other special guests on these albums?
2: Uh, oh, yeah. I sure do. Awesome. It's like, kind of a, a, a blessing for me to... Uh, have been able to have the journey that I have. I've been able to meet a lot of different people. And so usually when I have something out, I'd love to bring in some of my friends. So, uh, I ha- I asked uh for, for drums on the album, I had a friend of mine named Casey Grillo, who uh, has been with Camelot. He worked with Camelot for a long time, and he's been actually working, filling in for Scott Blackenfield um, on drums of uh, late. She um, just killed on the drums. Awesome. Um, I also asked uh, Rudy Sarzo to play on bass, and he did. It was so cool to have him on there. It, just those guys together it just really locked in it was really nice and big and passionate and full it was really cool wow Um, I have my old friend uh, Ralph Sheeper's who sings with Primal Fear, he used to be back from the Gamma Ray days, um, amazing singer, amazing metal vocalist, uh, really wonderful performer to watch. Um, he sang with me again on this new one, he also sang with me on Resurrect Me. And then um, I also have my friend Randy Piper, who actually lives out in Washington State, and I called him up and said, hey Randy, hey I need to have you come over and check out some stuff. So he actually played um, some lead kind of guitar stuff on a song called Slow Burn. And he also was my voice for a song called uh, Beneath the Voodoo March. She was kind of like this uh, voodoo high priestess guy. So, you know, wow. A Wait a minute. Is
1: it Randy Piper? Yeah. Didn't he not play for Wasp? Yep. Wow. Yep. Okay. Wow, I I saw him perform. Yep. Yeah, and he also was Yeah, and sister, I think mm-hmm. and Steeler, maybe? Right yeah, I don't know. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> well, so you had but, some rock uh, I, royalty I play with you.
2: I'm sorry? I said
1: that's pretty awesome. You had rock royalty play with you. I know.
2: It's been it's a real blessing, I'm telling you. I'm a lucky girl. No Not kidding. only to have I also have another friend of mine who also plays guitar in the band as well along with Michael and his name is um, Craig Church and uh, I asked him if we could do some writing together and we came up with a couple of songs and then there's a third song that he helped co-write with myself and another friend of mine named Tony so I've got a real well-rounded band at the moment it's pretty cool.
1: That's very very awesome. Okay, so besides yourself, and I know you have a sister that's a musician. Mm -hmm. uh, Anyone else in your family were musicians? Oh, yeah. There's a ton. (laughs) Okay. of some kind of artistic value, but uh, I have a
2: brother that does jazz. I have a a cousin that was um, on Broadway for a long time, and he still does a lot of acting. His name is Gregory Stone. Um, I have another cousin that... uh, is the lead singer for Berlin her name is Terry Nunn and um, she's been at it for a while and she's doing really well awesome um, uh, another cousin named Elliot Anders who also played on the album for me this new album for me um, so i have got <laughs> I've had a lot of people in the business lately that that are just, you know, it's just kind of what we do. It must be in our DNA or
1: something. Sweet. So, do you have a favorite place to perform? A favorite place? Yeah, like anywhere, because you've traveled pretty vastly, like pretty much a lot of places, you know. Right. Has there yeah. been a place that you that really sticks out? Like you're like, wow. Um, you know, basically any
2: place that you get to perform and be in front of people that enjoy what you're doing. It's really a great place to be. Um, I've always enjoyed going to Europe. Uh, It's really wonderful audiences there. Um, You know, they're very uh, boisterous. It's almost like how they are out here when you watch a, a football game or something. You know, they... Really show you their appreciation cool. A lot that, And that's a neat thing But I wouldn't say that I have any specific place But it is really nice to go to Europe And, and see the sites And meet the people nice. um, It always makes me feel fortunate To be able to do that too So it's pretty cool
1: That is very cool Yeah Alright So here's a really off the wall question Because I told you I am Psycho Steve So I have to ask this question Do you sing in the shower?
2: <laughs> um, I warm up in the shower
1: Okay, right on <laughs> Okay I
2: warm up in the shower I think It's a good place to warm up so. Right,
1: absolutely Alright, so do you have a favorite song to sing to?
2: A favorite song to sing to? Yes Um, yeah I mean, for warm-up stuff, too I always kind of do weird things But I really like singing uh, Somewhere Over
1: the Rainbow Cool Awesome song <laughs> And
2: Amazing Grace Okay. Uh, uh, those are always like good ones to get your head voice all warmed up, but I, I uh, no, that's probably about it, maybe. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Whatever's in front of me, I
1: suppose. Nice. It's
2: not really last song, but
1: that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. All right, so you've come from, like you said, a very musical family. Now, were you. Did you take vocal lessons? Did you always know you wanted to be a singer? Did you play an instrument first? Because I know you also play two instruments besides your vocal talent, you know? Hmm. Um, did you...
2: Yeah. Well, did when you- I was a little girl, my, my mom was in, in the theater. Okay. And, um, you know, we had to kind of tag along. Right. And what was cool about that is that being a little girl and being around theater and wearing costumes and lights and stuff, it was like playing pretend to, like, the um, the degree, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And so I got, I got kind of a bug to it, you know? I was just like, wow, this, this is really cool. So I told my mom that I wanted to be an actress, and she said, well, that's cool, but you're going to have to learn how to dance, you're going to have to learn how to sing, you're going to have to learn how to do an instrument, because she was thinking, you know, in the old school, you, can know, you have to be fully, you know, grounded, right. you know? and so we were from a really poor family we couldn't afford very many things and I don't know what happened but at some point I think I saved my baby sitting money to buy an old upright piano that was in the little tiny theater that she would do her plays at and then I ended up with the guitar and the guitar was like had really high action and it was really uncomfortable to play and so my parents decided well she's She still wants to do this, so let's get her a guitar. So I never really took lessons, though. One time when I took lessons, I remember my mom taking me there, and I sat through the whole half hour waiting for the guy, and I guess he was at the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Mom mom didn't want to do that anymore, so I I ended up learning how to play on my own. Wow. And I I certainly play by ear mostly, Um, I'm actually just starting to take lessons now to understand a little bit more but it was all pretty much feel and I think that me learning that way probably also opened me up into learning how to come up with songs because I didn't know how to actually play songs because I didn't really know what I was playing, right? Yeah. So I'd come up with interesting, like, or different chord structures and just come up and start writing songs. So I think that that's what was the birth of me writing and getting into, you know, the music part of it. But I was a pretty shy little girl, so I, you know, when I had to play in front of people, I just kind of closed my eyes and just played as much as I could. Played my heart out. Right on. Because I was so scared. But I think it really helped me in that respect. Um, and that might have been also to, like, how I developed my writing chops, probably. So, um, But I do, you know, I like I said, I, there's people that play better than I do. But, um, you know, it's adequate, and it, it helps out. <laughs> so there you
1: go. Sweet. So if you could perform with any band or solo artist, live or dead... Who would it be, and why?
2: Oh, <laughs> any any band or solo artist? Yes. Who would it be? Um, well, I, it kind of broke my heart, but the one person that I really wanted to be able to work with right. was Chris Cornell. Uh. Um, he was somebody that I thought was just an amazing singer, singer, um, and I always wanted to have some kind of be able to sing with him or open up for them or something um, kind of a different kind of genre but still his his writing and his vocal prowess was just amazing so I really really loved that um, as far as you know working with people and opening up it'd be great to be able to work with like Lizzie Hale from hailstorm Storm um, maybe some of the people that are out in Europe too that would be really fun cool um, but I just, I enjoy working with a lot of different types of people, too. It's just kind of what would work with the genre of music that I'm playing right now and what would, you know, be a good pairing up, so to speak, you know?
1: Right on. Have you read, Since you live in Washington State and everything, did you ever run into, like, Chris or anybody?
2: Um, yeah, there's an awful lot of people that live out here, you know. Um, uh, but I think, I, I, I have, of course, run into this, you know, with the sisters. And, um, with with Chris, the only time that I actually met him was when he was opening up, when they were Soundgarden, right. way back, like, 25 years ago and they were opening up for Guns and Roses at Madison's for the Garden.
1: You were at that I show as well? Huh? I was at that show as well.
2: Were you really? Yes. That was pretty cool. That was very, I very cool. I remember that, that uh, uh, the band, uh, of course, you know, after Rose was late, he, he oh. kind of has that thing that happened right. uh, with him, but, but uh, they didn't really start on time. But I remember, I remember watching Chris, like, climb up these big, huge, you know, uh, uh, PA, PA boxes and stuff And I was like Wow, this guy He's is He's still playing He's awesome I love that show
1: though. It was pretty fun That was definitely One of my favorite shows Of all time Yeah It's oh, pretty cool Small world Okay so I know, right? <laughs> so I'm a bit of a car enthusiast As well So oh, what kind of car Do you okay. drive?
2: Um, I have two Oh, okay uh, <laughs> I have two because if you're in Washington state, you kind of have to have an all-weather car. Cause okay. There's a lot of hills, and it rains and snows, and sometimes it's sunny. Right. Um, so I have a, I have an old, <laughs> I've had it ever since, a 1999, a Rodeo LS, okay. right on. and it's still running, has 190,000 miles on it, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's and then I also have an Infinity, it's a G, uh, G 37 um, T-top is, like, fully loaded. Nice. That's my luxury sports car that I ride when it's night out. So usually it's only about, you know, two, two or three months of the year.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> so what's in your CD yeah. player right now?
2: Uh, behind the veil.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny because you're the second artist that I asked that because I actually just interviewed <laughs> Michael Sweet of Striper. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. And because, like I said, I'm a bit of a car enthusiast. I used to be in the car business and everything. And I'm very good talking to people. And if you can't tell, I have a gift of gab. So I went into the car (laughs) business for a little bit. So I asked him the same question about like what what CD's in his car right now. And he told me, believe it or not, it was his new album. And I want to know why you have it. Because I think it's the same reason why he has it. And most artists put their CD's their newest or latest album or song that they've recorded in their CD player. So why did you have yours in there?
2: The reason why I have mine in there is I have to memorize my lyrics for the show. Oh,
1: okay. (laughs) That's a good reason.
2: (laughs) I haven't listened to it for a while. Okay. It was pressed and everything. So we're getting ready for this show, and... I know this sounds stupid, but I can't remember some of my lyrics. So I'm to listen to the song and to remember how it all went. So that's the one reason. Okay. That's the one reason. The other thing is, you know, just to kind of get an idea of, of how it all, you know, comes about and kind of thinking. I, I guess I'm trying to think of uh, other things that I could do as far as uh, videos. Because I've got a, we just shoot, shot a video a couple weeks ago. Um, it's in production, uh, post production right now. Right. I'm really excited about it. It's a song uh, off the album called Wi-Fi Zombie, and uh, the, the, the song is is kind of this. It, it, it kind of it, it touches on the ridiculous um, obsession that we have with our phones and our electronics, and the fact that it really has become a problem. and um, So I have kind of a dark, humorous, but very in-your-face type of idea about what we should really be doing. We should be putting it down. So we did this thing, and I wanted to be a zombie, but that didn't happen. I've always (laughs) liked zombies movies, so I'm really excited about how it's going to turn out. I saw the first draft, and so we're going to be working on it some more and hopefully have it done in a few more weeks. But uh, that's that's the other thing, too, is that I'm listening to the, the songs and not, you know, more trying to memorize my lyrics, but also figure out what, is, what the songs would be kind of cool to do for a video. Cool. It's
1: time so, yeah, that's the reason. Okay. So, speaking of your up-and-coming, um, your release party and up-and-coming dates and stuff like that, are we just going to hear all from this album or are we going to hear from previous albums? Any covers you throw in the mix? Or?
2: Um, well, actually, what we're going to do is we're playing... Uh, Behind the Veil Right In its entire beat Awesome Um, So we're playing it From top to bottom And it's really Kind of cool Because it um, It flows really well And so it flows Really well live Um, I think we made One little change So that our guitars We wouldn't have to Change guitars that much But that's pretty cool And then we do Have an encore
0: Okay And
2: we're not Going to include A cover But we're going to Include A song from each of the other albums that I have out, one one out of, uh, I'm not going to say what it is, but one uh, off of Resurrect Me, and then the other one off of my Blue Room album, which is a bit different album than Resurrect Me and Behind the Veil. but uh, the live version just hit, so I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. I think it will sound really good. Sweet.
1: Okay So Did you always know You wanted to be a singer?
2: I always wanted to be an actress
1: Oh, okay And, and
2: then And then it just kind of evolved Okay um, To be a singer And um, You know, I wasn't I never was Like I said earlier I, I wasn't from a really uh, A fluent family We didn't have a lot of money And so I, I never really took lessons Right. Um, I didn't start taking lessons until I turned 30 or something and then to learn a little bit more about my voice because I wasn't taking care of myself at the beginning and I didn't have much of a range and, I, you know, I was having trouble with my throat and um, talked to doctors and they said, you know, you got to be careful here because you're on your way to having some nodule problems and so... I really sat back and said, Okay, I'm gonna have to figure this out So I did and um, really worked on it for a period of a bunch of years. But after that I think I have a pretty good handle on what's happening. is. singing is really weird because it's not it's not like picking up a guitar and and learning, you know, the notes on the frets and playing certain things and changing your strings. You have to really be be Good to your body. You have to take care of your body. Right. Um, you have to understand about breathing because it's, it's your instrument. Right. You know, if, if the guitar doesn't feel right for you to play, you can throw it out or give it to somebody else and get something else. Um, you, you can also change strings. It's, if it starts sounding dull, you can't do that with your vocal sports So you have to really understand that. And it really took me a long time to kind of even go there. But I, I really did want to know what I was doing and make myself feel like I could, you know, accomplish certain things to be a certain level of a singer. Right on. And it, it did take me a really long time. And I can tell you that you know, your whole life you're going to learn things about yourself and your body changes and stuff like that too, so um, yeah, I think I always did or at least developed
1: into that, you know Sweet, okay yeah. so, so what do you do on your free time? Do you like to shop? Uh-huh. Do you like to cook? Do you like to garden?
2: Yeah, um, I don't have a lot of free time I do, and it's nice out. I really like the garden. I really like sticking my hands in the dirt. I feel like that's kind of religious in a way. It's just cool because then you get to see things grow, and you know, it's really pretty. It looks really good. I like being outdoors. Um,
1: So, do you have a garden or flowers? I'm sorry? I said, do you grow vegetables or garden or flowers, or what's your thing?
2: I, grow flat. I like flowers. I, I'm not really um much of a garden. Like I don't grow like vegetables or anything. Um, I, I I I like to cook, but I don't ever have a lot of time to cook, and I feel like that takes a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> I like the to cook. Um, I but I really love uh, flowers. I love putting shrubbery around and you know annuals and having perennials and cutting back stuff. It's really good activity for, for a person to be outside and just do that and then enjoy the, you know, enjoy the, the fruits of your labor, so to speak. Absolutely. I also have a little uh, puppy dog that I adopted about six years ago. Awesome. Um, he's old, He's older now, but his name is Theodore. I call him Teddy. Awesome. He's a little uh, Lassa Apso, and we go for walks, and he's kind of like... You know, he I'm just glaze basically. <laughs> <laughs> I I do whatever he, he beckons me to do, basically. But he's a really good little dog and he's he's our good companion. He's a good guy.
1: Cool. Do you bring him on the road with you?
2: Um, I, I have taken him to Specific but not all the time because I'm always like so worried. Oh no,
1: how's Ted? How's Ted? So usually he has a nanny that he goes to. Wow, wow. Yeah, I know. Four legged, (laughs) your four legged son, huh?
2: Yeah, basically. Because I don't have children on there. She's
1: been my son. I I adopted a dog from a shelter in Harlem. His name is Dime. We call him Dime, but his full name is (laughs) Dimebag Daryl. He's a Chihuahua pug mix. Everything. So, he's quite cute, but he's a little bit of a jerk. But you know, and we also have a cat.
2: Kenny's, Kenny's really, he's really chill. Oh. We don't have any other calls here. He's really chill. I also give, um, I'm I also give vocal lessons. I'm a vo- uh, vocal and performance coach, awesome. and um, I also. You know, work with people that are auditioning for like The Voice or American Idol. And uh, Teddy is always with me and he's a really good icebreaker. He, you know. <laughs> nice. I hey, think hey. So uh, he's with me on that stuff too. He's a good therapist, I think. That's <laughs> great. Yeah.
1: So, do you speak any other languages besides English?
2: Um, I tried my hand at German.
1: Gotcha. So
2: uh, because of my friend, my friend uh, Ralph and stuff too But, you know, I haven't done it for about two or three years And when you don't do it, it kind of goes away So I need to get back into it, actually It was you, pretty cool, actually, I liked it
1: Okay, would you ever consider singing a song in German? That would be cool I think that would be really cool yeah. You cross over and do like a duet maybe, yeah. with Ralph and you in German?
2: Yeah, that'd be really cool. I never thought of that. I'd have to get better at it. Of course, he would help me. Of course. (laughs) He would help me with my dialect, of course. You know, I remember when I toured with them in like uh, 2009 and 2010. which Just a short time. And uh, I remember, you know, most of their crew and everybody spoke German. And I remember listening to them and it got to the point where I could understand what they were saying. But I couldn't speak back to them. Yeah,
1: it's a hard language
2: uh, to use learn. That, yeah, I used that Rosetta phone, and it really helped you understand what, you know, you understand and, and familiar familiarize yourself with, you know, words and, and sentences and stuff, but you have to answer back. I was like, oh my God, I can't even answer back. So I just answer back in, you know, English. <laughs> okay. And they're like, Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: I remember when I met Doro Pesch years ago, and when I also met Klaus Meyer of the Scorpions, I only knew one German joke, and I was like, Klaus, Doro, what do you call a German virgin? And they're like, what? And I'm like, Guten Tag. <laughs> and, like, and she just rolled her eyes, gave me a hug, and she said, It's going to be okay, Psycho. And Kla- <laughs> you know, and Klaus just laughed and he's just like, have you been drinking? <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, that's what that, I wasn't a dad then. So I couldn't use the excuse, you know, the excuse that, you know, dad humor, come on. So I know.
2: Uh, and that's one person that I have, I've been so close to meeting and I've never met her before, uh, She's, I've been told she's just a delightful person. She's a really wonderful person. Beyond. Yes,
1: that. very, very sweet lady. So, That's so neat. Yes. Okay, so how about this? If you didn't become an... Because uh, you said you were been thinking about doing acting, but if you didn't do the acting thing or the singing thing, did you have other aspiring plans? Any career aspirations to do something else? God, it's always been...
2: Music has always been something. I've I've always had like day jobs, you know, working in the office or something right. while I did my time jobs. But you know, I do have a bucket list, uh, but it's still kind of the acting thing. I've always wanted to be the voice of a cartoon character. Okay,
1: cool. Like a Disney sh- yeah, Disney movie.
2: So yeah, just any kind of movie. But of course, you know, all the all the stars get all the the best things. But it'd be just so cool to have. You know, to be a voice of like this cartoon, I think that would be so much fun. Yeah, it would be
1: really cool.
2: Yeah, I thought that would be neat. And, trying anything else, I don't know. I don't know, I, I, it's just always been, here. Yeah, know, yeah, it's just always been kind of, a, like, acting or, or theater or music stuff, you know? Although, you know, there's been times when I did quit for a while, too, in between, just because you need to kind of find your bearings again, you know, so right. to speak, but it's always kind of drawn me in it's never been something that uh i don't know whenever there was something that was going on and i wasn't doing anything it always brought me in on different projects like say with Clean Drike or something you know getting asked back to do some tours with them or something but um yeah i think that i think that follows the path i was supposed to do as far as my career
1: right okay
2: It's been therapy for me, that's
1: for sure. That's fantastic. Speaking of boring and everything like that, and you've come across all these musicians, and you said that you've had, like, almost got a chance to meet Doro. Has there been a time that you have met an artist that you have got starstruck about? Well,
2: can I tell you a funny story? Please do. Um, I, I do have to tell you that the one person that I was a little starstruck about was when I was performing with Queen Drive at Nokia Theater. I think it's called the Gibson now or something. And it's in Anaheim or it's uh, in L.A. And um, we, uh, we were we were touring. We were doing the Operation Mindcrime 1 and 2 tour. Okay. And on upper, Operation Mindcrime 2, Ronnie James Dio right. does a uh, duet and stuff. And I found out when we got there that he was going to come up on stage and sing the duet, which wow. was a rare, rare occasion. And, you know, he he did it. He came up and sang his heart out. He was just like this little guy with this huge voice. And that's actually when I met Rudy Sarzo too. And Rudy brought us in so we could uh well, brought me in so I could meet um Ronnie. What a wonderful person he was. Absolutely he was a very very engaging um, very kind <laughs> uh, just yeah and and, and, and Rudy had said that he was always that way you know he, he would be at the bus and he would talk to the last person that was waiting for him Yes, and that's something that's something to talk about the fact that he was a huge huge legend and a huge personality and to know that he Gave that much to his audiences and to his fans. It's a very give back type of thing, really. Right. Um, so that was a, that was a you know that was a huge thing. But there was this one time I told the story before, but one time when we were playing in the. Uh, in Europe and we were playing at some festivals, And there was this gentleman that came up I was standing next to Jeff. There was this gentleman that walked up and he had these he had this like cowboy outfit on. And I, I thought I remembered that it was white, but maybe it wasn't white. And it had those cowboy coat with the tassels, the long tassels, you know. <laughs> and he had these boots and they were he, he had his leather pants tucked into his boots. And I'm telling you, I don't know if you know who Urkel is from the old... Yeah. Of yeah, Family Matters. <laughs> they have pants, yeah, they, they had their pants up really <laughs> high like Urkel. And I'm looking at him. And he had, like, this beard and stuff, and he goes up to Jeff, he goes, Jeff, how are you? And he's talking to him, and I'm just staring at him, like, ah, oh, looking at this outfit, and just going, who is <laughs> this person? You know, and he leaves, he talks to Jeff, around, oh, me well, leaves. And I went to Jeff, I go, Jeff, who is that? And he goes, oh, you don't know Lemmy, Killmeister? And I was like, Lemmy? I couldn't believe it. I was like, seriously? And I just started laughing. I went, oh, my God. So I didn't, you know, I didn't recognize him. He never wears outfits like that. You know, he always had his jeans or something on and his, you know, vest, you know. It was crazy, but God bless him. That guy, he was improving too, you know. He was all... What you see is what you get. And I really like that about people. I like the
1: fact that people are, you know, true to themselves and, you know, what you see is what you get is the best thing, you know? Very true. Yeah. All right. You mentioned about you giving vocal lessons and everything, and I know you're pressed for time, so a couple more questions and I'll let you go. What can we promote besides the new album? Uh, what is in the near future for you as far as in are you writing a book? Can we see a wine come out? Can we see yeah. something about gardening? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mr. Mary Gardens, I know. There you um, go. Actually, uh, there has been talk about discussion. People are trying to get me to talk about a book, and I'd have to. I've been thinking about how how I would write that, you know. Right. Um, a lot of my experiences have been on tour with Page so I'm not sure about all of that, you know. Um, I I have been doing some uh, seminars. Um, I've got a workshop that's coming up in July with an organization called Live It Out Loud, and it's a summer school type of organization that um, you know promotes kids and encourages them to get into the music you know field and and kind of experience being on stage and playing with different people and uh, I've done it a couple of years now and they've asked me to come back so that is always a lot of fun too. I, I also did that one time when I uh, performed on the after and Anchor's cruise a couple of years ago. Um, they had me do a couple of workshops as well. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. So when those come to uh, tuition or not I don't know I will be doing the clinic in July Um, but I do I will be Doing some shows this year as well. We've got management is working on some dates and stuff for us to start probably in, in July or June or July sometime now. So I will be doing some shows. Awesome. And that'll be cool because I wasn't able to do much. Uh, my mother passed away in 2016 during the, the whole making of the album. So it was a little bit rough for me because I was really close to my mom. Gotcha. Um, I'm very sorry. But to get out there and do it and you know I'll, I'll be ready for the party and the band is sounding great um, I've got a drummer I don't have Casey I wanted to have Casey and Rudy but they all have other commitments so uh, I've got a drummer named Marco Vica from Brazil and he's playing he's doing a great job and I also have uh, Bobby Furkovich who's playing bass um, He played with me before he's, he was originally my bass player and so we got really busy with some other stuff. And then of course Craig Church and Michael Tosh, who's who's been with me for a while too. So the uh the band's sounding great. I'm really excited about getting out again and seeing everybody and I'm excited about how 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 the uh, album has been accepted so far and um We'll just see what happens. We'll see, you know, Great.
1: where the cards fall. Yeah. Awesome. So let's plug your website and all other forms of social media that you're on so people know where to find you, how to say hi to you, you know, besides me bothering you on Facebook, you know. <laughs> no,
2: you don't bother me. Um, well, you can always go to uh, PamelaMoore.net um and you'll see me there and there'll be news I'm also on Facebook I have like two personal pages and I have my uh uh, music page I'm also on Twitter at Tammy Moore um gosh I think I have Instagram I have all these things and I just I can't keep up with them (laughs) I have got somebody to help me all the time on it but uh if people are looking for me, they know how to get me, especially through uh, Facebook or PamelaMoore.net, because awesome. that's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you're wanting to get a hold of the album, it's actually available uh, download. You also can get phys- physical copies through uh, my store. You can get them through CD Baby or Amazon. I mean, it's... It's all over the place, so you, you should be able to get one. If you can't, you got to let me know.
1: <laughs> awesome. So now, if we go on your website and order it through there, would you autograph it for us?
2: Um, there's, a, there's actually a store that I have through Tin Man Merchandising, and, and that's autographed. Right um, and then uh, through my store, it's just a problem that for me autographing is I can't promise that I'll be around to be able to do that. Gotcha. So I have them already pre-autographed. For um, for this one company, Tin Man, who's having who has my t-shirts and stuff available, it's Tin Man um dot com. Yes. and they 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 have them there, so you know it's authentic. You know? Awesome. Um, I don't I don't mind signing them. It's just that I hate having people buy something and then all of a sudden it's like, Oh well where is she? You know, why can't she sign it? Well she's on the road, so she doesn't <laughs> have any way getting to get into it. So that would work for sure. And then of course if you come to one of my shows, I would love to sign it for you. That that would be my
1: pleasure. Well, I, I talked to your manager this afternoon and I told him that I am gonna see if I can get you some dates over here in the east coast. So Oh yeah. So right. we I, love, know, I
2: love the East Coast. Yeah. I used to live over there actually uh, early nineties and I really enjoyed it. So
1: cool. Where did you live yeah. on the East Coast?
2: Um, I lived in Manhattan. Cool. Down kind of your health kitchen. Right on. <laughs> and uh, I was living in Long Island. I was working with a band way back then called Radar, which was um they were fairly well known, I think probably in Long Island is stuff to um, and I was working with them kind of in between when I was working with Right when I first started. And uh, it was pretty fun. We, we put out an album that was out, I think it was 2000 something, 2000, 2001 or something like that. Um, but it, yeah, I loved it. I, I loved living out there. It was really fun actually. It was a faster pace than what Seattle was at the time. So I had a big learning curve and a big growing experience when I was out there.
1: Nice. All right. well thank you so much for taking the opportunity to speak to me I I really appreciate it and like I said if you guys want to see Pamela perform please you know go on her website and everything and go to contact us and I'm sure her management will do whatever they can within reason to get her to play you know and maybe she'll do you know Jack or Charlie's Bar Mitzvah I'm kidding Who knows? Yeah. How it? Right on. Okay. <laughs> and
2: it's been a pleasure talking to you, Steve. Thank, Thank you so much for the opportunity, and good luck to you as
1: well. Thank you so
0: much. Psycho Steve presents. You can hear more from Psycho Steve on Hair Today on Tomorrow every Wednesday on iTunes and SoundCloud. The interview sessions are also on. Dazzle.com backslash Psycho Steve presents Hair Today Gone Tomorrow. Follow Psycho Steve on all social media platforms. Facebook at Psycho Steve Rocks. Instagram at the underscore real underscore psycho underscore Steve. Twitter at Real Psycho Steve for requests or dedications or if you're in a band and want us to play your music or be interviewed or for advertising inquiries email us at psycho steve presents at gmail.com psycho steve presents hair today gone tomorrow is brought to you by pearl's enterprises llc please join psycho steve every wednesday and friday here on